Yo, what's good, everybody? It's the Storm Podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm, and we here with a good interview from TYJ from Cream Shows. Let's get into this shit. Yo, you know who it is, C2. Gang. Yeah, it's E, man. You already know what it is. What up, what up? TYJ, Cream. What's good? What's good? Yo, I have been mad excited to do this interview since we went to the first show, probably about probably about a month ago, right? Or the yeah. first show that I went to. That was... uh. The Holiday Super Show. Yeah. And when I met you there, I was like, damn, I want to get this dude on the interview. Because first off, you already impressed me because you pulled up. I You were running the show, but you were still in the crowd, like talking to people, networking, like letting people know, like making sure the vibes is right. Yeah. And not a lot of people do that groundwork. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people think that, oh, shit, I did this. So now I could just kick back and, right. you know. Fuck the rest of the shit, but you were making sure your face was seen, making sure niggas knew who you were, yeah. making sure you was doing all that shit. And I was like, damn, I fuck with this dude. Like, <laughs> this dude really actually getting this shit popping. Appreciate that. That shit man. was raw as fuck, man. That shit was raw. Appreciate that. How long have you had cream shows? Um, I've had cream shows, um, or cream. Right. You know, I just call it cream for about, um, we just came up on a year. So it was October okay, of. 2019 about so over a year i came out with it okay and i threw my, the first show last december right in, uh, 2020 and then uh yeah crane shows we used to have a different handle crane shows my wife came up with over the summer okay we shows to it what made you want to start doing this like what made you want to get into this business man so um just being uh um an employee of the concert industry and production right so i've been doing production my whole life and so i always okay, had right. jobs and gigs within it and so it just um i got you know i got entrepreneur in me so just right. in me it was just like i want to create something and bounce my ideas and make my ideas happen right you said you've been in uh production for a while like where where did you start in production like what yeah like you feel me like what made you want to get into it where did you start where was your origin story damn near yeah my origin story <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um man um my father threw concerts right oh work and he probably stopped around the age i was five so like before that i only remember going to one of his concerts but he was throwing them for a long time but i was so young i barely remember right so that would probably be the furthest like even seeing shows like go back but even then it was like little church shows okay but right. i think real life diving into the production um at my church so i went to what's called a mega church okay with, um, yeah, you I know, heard of those. exactly so they're very large and they have um you know technology good broadcast good lighting and so they look for volunteers and so when i was like 10 11 years old I went to the church and I started like volunteering and learning production and then yeah. I just ran with it. That's pretty decent. So that's something that's lucky just been in your blood in the family and you've been around it exposed for the entire time. Exactly. I think I want to be a creative like in like the entertainment industry that kind of like run run deep in my family as Word. well as either they in the entertainment ministry or they pastors in my family is right. how it is and so um but as far as like actually getting a job and starting to do it yeah that started from just being in church and learning and running from there that's what's up what is the difference between doing it for somebody else uh -huh. and doing it for yourself because obviously that's two different ballparks. You feel me? Yeah. What would you say is the biggest difference, like the biggest struggles or all that? Um, Man, I think the biggest difference is the freedom. <laughs> That's a fact. Like, no doubt. It's definitely the freedom that you uh, that you get. There's definitely nothing wrong with working for anybody. You right. Know, even then, when I'm, um, you know, creaming this up and running, I'm able to do my own thing. I wouldn't mind going on other gigs, still helping other helping other people but you know i just um 
that's really that's really the main difference the freedom right. freedom of creativity freedom to kind of do what you want but in essence i love to use my gift to serve so whether it's through cream or somewhere else i'm having the same amount of fun regardless given that the work environment is cohesive <laughs> right i low-key rock with that because what a lot of people don't understand or not many people preach that yeah it's good to have freedom and do things for yourself but it's also okay yeah. to work a job if that's what you want like exactly. a big thing in this life is understanding what's best for you yep and a lot of people like to jump on the trends like being an entrepreneur is trendy now yeah, so yeah. everybody wants to be an entrepreneur everybody wants to do this wants to do that but that's not what makes everybody happy like some it's people not. would rather punch into the nine to five and live their life and do it this way but they like ah i feel like i'll be looked down upon or I won't be as cool or this or exactly. that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I really rock with that was like part of your answer. You know, one of the things you said, cause you was like, yo, sometimes niggas got to work jobs. You feel Absolutely. me? Like, and that's, and that's a cool thing, bro. Niggas got bills too. Bro, <laughs> you feel me? And on top of that, <laughs> having a job, give you a sense of security that entrepreneurship doesn't. Cause exactly. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I understand. And it's don't always hit the same every single month. You Definitely feel me? don't. Like sometimes that check. From, yeah. Working that consistent, okay, I know I'm going to have this. I know I'm going to have that. I know I'm going to have Exactly. This. Precisely. Yeah. Right, that's how you, I mean, you should still have that, especially if you're being an entrepreneur. It takes a long time to, like, really get stuff running when you got money. And even when you do, you got to set yourself up so the money is still coming right. through the duration of your life. So, nah, it's nothing wrong with, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to be a man and take care, you know what I'm saying, your family if you have one. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? And you got to eat. So, it's like, yeah, I would say to any creators from my perspective, like, don't be afraid to like punch in the clock. You need money to fund your business. You need money to hold you over until you get to your goal. Like, don't don't be ashamed of that. Like, whoever laugh, laugh. If people laughing at that, they down there just immature. So, right. Anyway. They they don't <laughs> understand the real grind. Man. Exactly. There's something wrong with them, it. not you. Basically. Right. Yeah. So since you started, how many shows have you done? I have now done four shows. Um, two, uh, um, one in person two virtual oh, and then i'll have another in person in a right. couple of weeks and that'll be the fourth okay out of the ones you've thrown let me ask which one is your favorite man this upcoming one at reggie's is gonna be my favorite really yeah okay how do you know already how do i know already? yeah um i take i take um i celebrate my victories but i look at what was done wrong and i take pride in the process of identifying things and correcting them and I feel like I did a good job of looking at the past events and um, looking at, you know, um, what exactly didn't go well in my vision. And I feel like I align myself a lot better to hit the target this time. OK, word. That's what's up. I've been to Reggie's and that's a that's a fire ass venue. So. Yeah, it's a nice venue. Yeah, I've yeah. been there for a couple of different shows, one of which was actually a super show. Super was at yeah. your, that. That was the main reason I was sliding to the show. Yeah, because my homie, uh, he goes by Ouchie. We was just talking about him before we got on the mic. Mm -hmm. He's a big holiday fan. Yeah, and he sent me. He was like, yo, like we should slide to the show. And I was like, oh, shit, super on the lineup. Yeah, I bet. Like, let, let's get it. Let me slide through. Yeah, and we went and the energy there was low key dope. Like yeah. it was a very um. Let's see. What's the best word? It was an intimate event to yeah. where the connection between the stage and the crowd was very strong. Exactly. Like yeah. to an extent, sometimes I, I go to a lot of shows like that's my shit. I really enjoy concerts. I like being in the crowd. I like doing all that. And at this show, the barrier between performer and artist was damn near not there. Mm -hmm. Like the 
it was just very good interaction between the entire thing. Like, yeah. shit, there was a point where me and Super was in the mosh pit together, turning up, kicking it. You feel me? Yeah, like, yeah. Holiday was singing with the crowd. Like, they were off the stage talking to us. Mm-hmm. And it was just a good vibe all around. And everybody in there yeah. was having a good time. And this is an important thing because in recent times, you know, the whole Travis Scott situation that's going right, on. Right. The care that was taken by even everybody all the people who were there to watch the show people were watching out for each other Mm -hmm. uh you and your team was making sure everybody was okay like that's things that are very very important in this industry and y'all knocked that out of the park like that that was a 10 out of 10 for me because i was like yo you walked in this mug and really feel loved like we here to turn up we here to mosh like we gonna do we gonna do that shit but Mm -hmm. we also here to have a good ass time like we nobody trying to go home sad or none of that shit you feel yeah. me and i thought that was a really dope aspect of the show oh yeah that shit man. that shit was raw i appreciate that yeah i definitely appreciate that let me ask as someone who throws concerts and does all these things mm-hmm. obviously um you're not at the point yet to do like the travis scott shit but one yeah. day hopefully one day soon you absolutely feel me? <laughs> what are some of your opinions on that like the whole travis scott situation and yeah. uh you know the big I, I'm sure you probably heard about it, like the eight yeah. dead and all that crazy yeah, yeah. craziness. What is your aspect of Because you have more knowledge. Like, we talked about this on our regular episode of the podcast this mm-hmm. week. And I've thrown shows, but on a much smaller scale than the ones you've done. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have more knowledge. What would you say from your aspect? Um, Man, there was, there was layers, man. It's just so important to just, like, all around hire the people you know can all like can handle and have good communication because the way things went down from the opening gate i mean you could start from security and the way ticketing was handled all the way to you know um, production not being in cohesion communicating it's just they drop they must have dropped a lot of balls in communication that's how i view it it's just it's got to be strong communication it's not easy to control a crowd right i have seen like festival crowds and people like jump the barricade and there's nothing you can do about it. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, there, there had to be some, like, drops in communication. But then, on the other hand, um, when you got 50,000 people versus the amount of staff you have, right? It, what even then, if it's good communication, what can you do? And I think the energy, the vibes, the imagery, um, just what his class of music and and his part of the industry, what they bring to the table, mm-hmm. I think it also assisted in helping um, that environment become what it was. Right. The rage style, the mosh pit, which is cool, but some people just got just assholes. They just got so lost in it that they just not caring for people around them. So just the energy that environment just naturally bought, it didn't put everyone there in the space to be conscious and loving of the people around them. It's almost if if some people just had a different type of spirit that took over them. Right. And it's, it's a combination of stuff, bro, but it's just, that's a, tra- yeah, it's a tragedy. But, you know, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And you never really know when you was there. Even some people were saying they were crying, screaming for help. And then there was other people like, we well, were in the front. We didn't know any of that stuff was happening. Right. It's different perspectives from everywhere. You really never know unless you were in that moment. Even if you were there, your perspective is based on where you were. So it's just so many variables to determine the actual opinion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been a lot as of Because when I was, I looked over the situation more after we talked about it, and I was like, 
Yeah, it looks like hell in the back. I was like, the back yeah. looks like hell. If you were in the front, it was lit. They was like, chilling. It they like. were chilling in the front, and it was. I'm like, what are you supposed to do? I was like, if if like not to like try and work Travis out mm-hmm. of the situation, it is Travis can see everyone, right? So. I was like, okay, that from that standpoint, I was like, there's something going wrong, but you, there has to be a missing communication for him to be like, yo, I didn't even know. I don't know. Bro. It's an actor's perspective too. Yeah. Like I've been on stage now as a performer, um, as an actor, and I've been like backstage, and just the way things are set up, it's you can see individual people, but there's a sea of people. You ever seen SpongeBob with the Mimitoes? Like, <laughs> bro, that's how it looked. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it looked. And then you got to think, you got to think the light, right? The only reason you're able to see the people because the light comes from the stage, but the throw can only go so far, meaning the further back, the darker it is. Right. The ambulance, I'm not going to defend that shit. Because <laughs> he definitely saw the ambulance. I'm not going to defend right. that. But nonetheless, man, you just never know the perspective. I know when I've acted on stage, mm-hmm. I don't look people in their eye. Because my um, my director taught me when I was younger, he said, when you look at people in the audience, you look them in their eye, then you start um, caring about their opinion or wanting for their opinion, and mm-hmm. it affects your performance. So he said, look at the top and look at the back wall. People won't notice you're not actually looking at them. You feel me? So you just don't know what his, like, mindset and how he you know he interacts with people but you don't know how his perspective is at the same time not doubting that he could have had some accountability just saying you know stuff just gonna have to slowly get unraveled and unearthed because it's really hard to say what happened yeah damn that's it that's just dope like hearing it from somebody's perspective who's you know in that industry you feel me yeah because Shit, we do this all the time on the podcast. We talk about shit we don't know shit about. Like, all we do is read it, <laughs> and we got to just talk about it. Because yeah. motherfuckers expect that's what our podcast is. Like, yeah. we talk about shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where we have conversations about things that we're not fully educated on. Or not even that. Like, we just don't have the same amount of experience right. in those areas. So it's cool listening to someone who has the experience and can tell us, like, yo, this is what I would I feel like I would have done in this situation or you know because you yeah. just have more experience in the area that, yeah. that and that's I didn't say what I would have done because I don't know what I would have done that low key <laughs> it exactly. depends on what position I'm in right because all you can do is all you can do for some people like the cam I've, I've been in that position I can honestly like tell you like it's a good chance he wasn't comprehending he was probably like focused in his bag and mm-hmm. he got a headset not talking to every single crew member security right. talking to his director so his position you know, not to say he shouldn't have stopped to understand what's going on, but you probably in his zone and like, what the fuck? You just climbed up here. Like, why are you like, yeah. what are you doing? People screaming in the headphones. He's center camera, which is the most important camera right. that's supposed to stay. So he got people bitching at him as a head. Say like, why the fuck you dropping the shot? Then, you know, the shot, you yeah. know, he's out the frame and he's like somebody climbed on my platform. And then that was just the heat of the moment. So I don't like blame the camera, but. You know what I'm saying? If you, like, production manager and the aspect, like, they claim somebody came on stage and told him something. It could have been anything. Right. It's just, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. You feel me? Exactly. So I don't want to, like, say, like, like I would have done this because it's right. so much easier said than done. That's true. Yeah. That's so true. I want to be clear on that because it's, it's kind of ignorant to say I would have done this. You just don't, you know, it's hard to know. Right. Yeah. And that's actually an interesting thing because um, 
at the show that I went to that you threw, yeah. one of my homies was actually one of the cameramen there. Uh, he goes by Angel. He's Angel of Yellow Voice. Right, right, right. Yep. He made so, me a dope recap. Bro, he, he's cold with it. He, he is. He actually shot a couple episodes of our podcast before. Dope. Yeah, he's a cool-ass dude. I rock with him heavy. But while he was there, after, you know, there was like an intermission. Uh-huh. And he was talking. He was like, man, it's crazy experiencing a concert through a camera. Because he was like... I'll be recording the entire show. I'm doing all this. And mm-hmm. then I'll look up and be like, whoa, like I'm here. Like it's a completely exactly. different environment yeah. when you're staring at the camera in the work. And he's like, bro, I forgot I was even like a person. Like I thought I was the camera. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah, yeah. like it feels like you look at through a completely different lens. So I can kind of understand like that aspect of, hmm, I don't really know what's going on outside of what is coming straight through this camera lens. Yes, sir. That's all I'm looking at. Like, this camera is my eyes. You feel me? I want to talk about that. Because okay. I'm a videographer. Oh, word. I don't know if you scrolled enough, my green. You say I'm a videographer. Okay. Like, I actively shoot videos, commercials, corporate, a lot of stuff, and editor. Up. You know what I'm saying? And I, I dabble myself photography, but I'm really a videographer. So, um, a lot of the times I design my stage and my environment, mm-hmm. it's important that the people there have a good time, but in order to take care of the brand in the future, we have to walk away with good content. Right. So, I think about, like, how if you look at a lot of the photos, you'll see at Crane shows. Mm-hmm. So, you can't snap what moment are you in without my brand being right there. Right. And just thinking of you know, those little ways to help paint this environment so that when people are shooting it mm-hmm. and people are taking snaps, it's carefully like it's it's doing a good job of relaying how the actual environment feels. So that's done through lighting. You mm-hmm. know, even the lighting, a lot of that didn't belong to the venue. Um, we brought in our own lighting as well, and I choose okay, my lighting right. fixtures, my um, haze, like me and my lighting set. We work hand in hand because I believe an important aspect is creating this show to feel like an actual movie. Because right. I have a natural cinematic eye. So I love to hear that someone, you know, who um, had a media pass was able to come through and just kind of feel like in that moment, in that environment, because I want to create something that they can enjoy, too, when they come to shows, not just the audience. And that's dope, too, because that's actually one thing that while we were in the crowd, me and my homies, we were like, dang, there's a a decent amount of cameras here. Like, they really they really get into it. Every single moment was definitely captured at that show, you know, and having so many different people you get so many different perspectives and different ways of editing so even if so this person may have got this shot from this side but this person got it from this side and now they're editing in their style this other dude editing his style so you really got a billion different perspectives Mm -hmm. of this one show it's one thing that happened but now we can see it in a bunch of different ways and that was that's cold you hear me yeah like that's cold and i know that a lot of people at the level of uh cream they don't have the same amount of media care. Like even you putting out the post saying, yo, uh, hit us up for media passes, blah, blah, blah. That is important. And not that many people understand how important that is to have photographers, bloggers, whoever at the shows to promote it because those are the voices. Like the camera is the voice of the people. The bloggers are the voice of the people. And that's how new people are going to find out about it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No, I'll take care of that. Being a videographer mm-hmm. and having to take the video, having to edit it, having to hire so I can take content and run, like, as this, all this different stuff, I understand how important it is, too. And I want videographers and photographers to have fun, too, because right. I love when I go home with some good footage I can, like, post. And, you know, it helps me get clientele. It helps me get work to post out just at this dope event. Right. So I know how important that is. So the media passes, um, 
they come, you know, saying they come in and they gather all this content that they can walk away and use. And so can I. We serve each other. And that's kind of like the motto of Cream, just creating a way where everybody in different aspects, from the production to the fans, artists, photographers, we're all creating an environment where we're serving each other ultimately. Right. It's the growing together mindset. Like exactly. I talk about that on the podcast all the time. I can get something out of it, but if you get something out of it, that doubles what we both get. You feel me? Because exactly. even if one of those photographers or whoever posts one of the videos and that blows up, yep. yeah, they grow their brand like crazy. That's yep. dope for them, but that also helps out cream. And now everybody is growing together and we're both getting growth because there's exactly. enough room for everybody in this game win, to win. win and take their W. You feel me? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's a very dope mindset. I rock yeah. with that. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. We can move to the next topic, but another point I want to touch on, especially coming out of Chicago, we just kind of know and had this crabs in the barrel mentality. So to create a brand, to me, it's a big deal to be the next like thing that comes out of Chicago. That's about pulling and helping each other within Chicago, not like tripping on like where you from and all types of stuff like that. Right. Like they doing each other's cities. Like y'all been in Atlanta? Yeah. Like yeah. everybody that's from Chicago that go to Atlanta be like, it's so different out here. Everybody wanna help each other. It's like the black Hollywood right. in Chicago. Like everybody just be hanging on yeah, each other. You ain't you ain't from within these four blocks. You I feel me? Really fuck with you. Exactly. Yeah. And even people who ain't from within the blocks just being lame and wanting to act like they from there. Right. <laughs> so they take on this like personality and they take on those vibes. Nah, it's this it's I want to continue to create an environment where it's just like we all coming together because that's what Chicago needs. That's how cream is going to be a part in providing the healing Chicago needs. I believe that. That's a fact too. I actually heard a quote, um, last week. I think it was on Kanye's, uh, drink champs interview. Yeah. Yeah. Where he said, uh, they got this crabs in a barrel mentality. Crabs not supposed to be in a barrel. And I'm like, he's right. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like boo fucking who we in it. That's a fact. So, Let's figure it out. Can't we? That so what? <laughs> we, right. Yeah, we came here on the boat, bro. You still we didn't want to be on the boat, <laughs> right. but those were the circumstances. That's the cards that we were dealt. It is what it is. We can't change the past. Okay, bam. Let's let's figure out what this bucket is about. Let's help each other get out of this bucket, and then let's go fuck up whoever put us in the bucket in the first place. And then we all just split on and be happy. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. That's definitely a good way to do, brother. Say, yo, one way or another, we walking away with this dub. So yeah, let, facts. Let's get you to feel it. Me? Right. We can do it together, or we could try to. Take each other down in the way, but ain't nobody getting a dub like that. You feel me? Like exactly. we're not winning like that. Precisely. It's way better to work together, grow together, everybody move up together. That's the way to do things. Precisely that. Precisely yeah. that. One hundred percent, man. Yeah. I, I rock with that mentality for sure. Appreciate it. So for cream, uh, what is the end goal? Like, what do you want to get out of cream? Um, man, um, personally, I want to. Um, I think like. Marlon Wayans in the living color, or I think like Russell Simmons with Def Jam. I want to be responsible for a um, kind of a time period where I changed the game with the mm. amount of talent I was putting on. You feel me? Word. And then I hope that the talent that I put on um, just try to move wisely so I don't regret any of the talent that I put on. Right. Because it's cool to put a lot of people on, and then you get to a point you realize some people were a little sadistical. Maybe you should have left them out the plan. Right. So I want to, you know, build something like that. Not to say Russell Simmons or Marlon Wayans, like, did that, but right. I want to build somewhere I pushed out a lot of content, but hopefully – um you know, 20 years down the road, I could say I made a conscious picks and who I chose to bring out and expose to the world. 
because that's 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 important. I would hate to leave behind something that was like detrimental to the youth because I believe I have a soul. I believe we all gonna see death, and um, you know I want to be able to have a discussion with the creator about what right. I did on my time here. You know what I'm saying? So you know, yeah, basically that's the that's the end game. Change so the game. Church does play a lot of like a role. A religion plays a lot of role in what you do and everything you move. You're moving towards. Um. Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it uh, religion. Like spirituality. Um, man, it sounds corny. People say that. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say I truly believe. Um, 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 Yeshua. So that's the Hebrew Hebrew God. When you refer to even when you know the Muslims or Jews or Christians, we all like refer to that God. We got different right. opinions, but we all refer to that God. You know, I believe that that is a person who um, pretty much made the bible as basic instructions before leaving earth and acronym right. so you know i just look at my gift i look at the clues in my life and i more so understand i feel like i understand like what i'm supposed to do or i'm able to look and say like this is where i'm supposed to be so it's not like this religion thing like i want to like you know like force this religion i will tell people you know about my struggles and how my relationship with you know what i'm saying what god and christ brought me to where it brought me but nonetheless, you know, I just feel like I got to use my growth and be an agent of healing. But it does come from my core beliefs that I learned through Christianity. But a lot of people would learn those beliefs in a different way. That just so happened how I learned it. So now it's not like a church thing. No, at all, I, 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 I wasn't religion. saying like nah, has it. to deal with church. But I'm saying like <laughs> your personal goals and uh, all that is rooted in like morality more yeah. or less yeah. like what you want right. your greater picture to be oh yeah yeah like i'm a businessman but i'm not like you know like a maniac pumping out yeah, um, you're, you're not high revenue events right is that precisely that yeah no what i do is, is based on my um my morals ethics <laughs> for sure yeah because i've met a lot of people where their whole goal is like i gotta get a billion dollars bro that's but, just so uh, weak like, right. <laughs> it's so like, weak and, anybody in the way like, yeah but you know man people came out and they they made people believe that that's what they need to do is like this is how you become happy because they all just pretend to be happy like you can look at these celebrities interviews and they'll tell you that their life is sometimes right. opposite of what they portray in their music they tired they depressed Drake had a whole song about that on his last like album. You feel what I'm saying? I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't even rock with that album like that. Certified uh, Lover Boy was not lit, poetry. bro. He was talking. He was talking about the. Uh, he was he was genuinely talking <laughs> that about album like, was not lit. I've lost myself trying to help everybody else around me. Precisely, bro. So what a lot of people just don't see like what that turned out to. My friend Freddie G told me a story about like uh, Juice, and he was saying his friends were hitting him up from home. They wanted to like hang with him and whatnot. And then he just, like, he said on the phone, he said, bro, I can't. I got so much work to do. Oh, so yeah. it's just people glamorizing, like, what they see. But, like, there's whole stories behind these people and what they're dealing with. So, but nonetheless, all they showing is the money, the money, the money. So you're just creating people that believe that's it. They get right. there. And then they get there, and all they do is end up the next nigga who od the next nigga who rich and depressed. And it's just like, why aren't people watching that one? Like, right. You feel me? That's what I look at. I look at the end game. Yeah how people like Mac Miller and Michael Jackson, how their story ended. I don't care about when he was making people faint in stadiums. The story didn't end too well. I'm not impressed with that part. Right. Some people don't look at look at that. I don't understand why. And you got to have a whole – my bad. Oh, no, nah, E-Man was finna talk. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people also don't show the work that has to be put into that type of stuff. Yep. Like even videography and putting on types of shows. And when it comes to the artists and – 
them in their type of craft, it does take a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. Like mm-hmm. when you were talking about Juice World, he stays in the studio a lot. Okay, I don't know him personally, but you know he we definitely know. did. He stay sounds like he stays in the studio a lot, and that kind of messes th- not messes things up, but changes things with family, friend, time. Yeah, and yeah. other engagements, yeah. you know, little photo shoots, little meeting, little show. Yeah, and then you constantly traveling, traveling, you losing sleep, and so it's just like, and you got to make sure your whole yourself exactly before you go and do all those things. You know, like you at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how tall you build the building if the exactly. foundation isn't solid. Precisely, you got to make sure your own mental, your own yep. everything is in place before you go. Okay, I need to go get this bread. I need to go get this bread. Exactly. I need to go get this bread. Well, are you happy without the bread? Because mm-hmm. the bread, the bread, not gonna fix nothing if you ain't got a strong foundation to be able to build more up upon. You know, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people get caught up in like social media with the highlight reel. Like, yeah. nobody likes to truthfully look at like, okay, LeBron James dunked on this guy. That's sick. But you ain't see LeBron squatting four hundred pounds exactly. trying to get his vertical yeah. look, to look like that. Like you, but they show that. People, well, some people don't. Some people just don't take it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> even then, too. when they see the person doing the work, you be like, ah, exactly. Uh, get, get back to the highlight reel. Right. And that that's a problem. Like, yeah, a lot is of a people problem. don't understand that. Even your favorite rapper, your favorite rapper has been in the studio. 63 hours this week Well some yeah. Some of them Some, well, like, <laughs> some niggas I'm, I'm Pull up Drop favorite. a freestyle I'm Walk talking, out And be I'm like Fuck about that your shit favorite, Your well, favorite Well you rapper. mind If I interview y'all For a second We gonna flip the script Cause I have an honest question I want y'all opinions okay, on Okay let's get it So it would appear That we all grew up Kind of seeing the same thing In a, a generation of people Who are like Addicted on this Fast money Get rich Flex on Instagram right. Post my highlight reel Like generation do you feel as though it's not a coincidence that we all like grew up seeing that? Like, do you think somebody planned that? Low key, it's very possible because that is that's that's very well possible because the way that we were set up with social media coming into our lives so fast, yeah, like it blew up quickly, you know, yep. and people don't want you to always look behind the curtain because you're not always gonna like what you see, exactly. So it's like, yo. Let's keep showing them more and more and more dope shit. Who? Who said that? That's a good point. You feel me? But I I, kind of feel like the latter. I feel like we've had more famous people now than ever. So, like, it's truthfully shown people, if you do put in the work, you can be famous. Like, if you asked somebody 30 years ago, yo, I I want to do this thing where we blow up, go huge. Stop that bullshit Go get a job That That is kind, <laughs> right, that's kind that's of what true, People true. were pushing It was Even in the early 2000s yeah. If you had a dream Where you wanted to be on MTV You wanted to be the Most bussing person Alive People would tell you To go get a job People would tell you That that ain't gonna take you nowhere yeah. the inter- Like even if you think about When the internet Or Facebook And all that stuff started people, Get off of there That's not gonna do nothing for you Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it was a lie It was some people look at the highlight reel and understand that there was work right. put in behind the highlight reel. And some people just look at the highlight reel and be like, nah, that motherfucker's blessed. Yeah. And like, and see, see, so that's the essence of, so I guess that's the essence of perspective, basically. So True. you're saying two that's people can exactly see the same the thing. Like some people might see Floyd Mayweather and be like, oh, you know, money cars. But he say hard work and dedication all the time. Right. I always look at that. So people, so you're saying people get like different perspectives. Do you think, 
that um just says like i want to get on and preach my moral of you know how we should uh you know take care of each other serve each other make positive content have a good time and whatnot and how i'm putting out this agenda do you think the opposite agenda that does not push that do you think there's someone who feels the way like i do for example and opposite so it is a matter of choice like you can choose to look at this or that but do you think some people market it and advertise a little harder to get people to swing their way and i'm not trying to convince you to say no, no, yeah like, I know. I, <laughs> but i, I feel like we all kind of think like is somebody going crazy and to an extent i could see how that would benefit them also because if you did all this putting in the hard work dedication to get to the top and you don't want other motherfuckers to get to the top yeah. Then you don't want them to see that. You tell part. them it was it was a breeze. You just tell them, oh, do this, and if you do this, you make it. So when they do it and then they don't make it, they're like, well, that was my chance. It's over with. Right. Let me go work for this nigga now. So, you feel me? Like wow. even down, like the person I think about that when we talk about it is like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is somebody you know put in the work, you know did all, but right. he was also talented. Very. So he could go into the studio and freestyle for twenty minutes, and he has a hit. And now everybody thinks that they could. Oh yeah, it's that easy. No, mm-hmm. you're not. You're not him. Yep. Like, and <laughs> skill that did that. Right. Yeah, it took time. Yeah. It took time. It took effort. I don't imagine he was just sitting there. and He was like, "I got it." And even if it was like that, you don't got it like that. Right. And what are you gonna do to go get it? And people don't understand. People like to think that they're already on par with someone who's like that, just because everybody is. A regular person they bleed just like the next yeah person. that's true and a lot of people will let that eat them yeah and influence them yeah, yeah and that'll be their way of like oh well i tried super hard and it was like you you really gave a studio four hours and you didn't come up with a hit and then you were angry like it you don't know Lil Wayne could have sat in the studio for 26 and still didn't get nothing yeah. like you don't know what happens when he goes in the studio so like right. how are you gonna it's when you're looking at people's work ethic, you can't tell what somebody's doing because you're not always there. Yeah, That's exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to say something a little bit off topic. Oh, go but ahead. With that being said, also, you don't even know if that's what you're supposed to do. If I look at Lil Wayne and say that I'm some big influencer or whatever, and I know Lil Wayne personally, I'm in the studio with him. That doesn't mean that I need to be a rapper. If I'm in a studio, yeah. maybe I'm meant to be a, a, a engineer. Maybe I can engineer for Lil Wayne. Just because I like rap Don't does not mean rap. I need to be a rapper. Yeah, That yeah. is one thing that I think a lot of people need to hear. Yes. People love <laughs> the glitz and the glamour aspects of, ooh, this dude's a rapper. This yeah. dude's an actor. This dude's this. There's people who need to be behind the scenes running exactly. that stuff too, and that may suit you better. Uh, even with your shows, yeah. yeah, I mean, you get up on stage and MC and things like that, but you understand that there is groundwork that has to be put behind that nobody sees, yep. and it kind of it depends on who you are. I think that's cooler. Yeah. Like I think that's some dope stuff because yeah. you could be a rapper, you could be the main event, but the seeing the person who builds the foundation who builds the stage yeah. for you to perform on that's some dope stuff like i think that's wrong like don't get me wrong rappers are dope as fuck too for doing yeah. the performances because that shit's not easy 
But I really like seeing the groundwork, like the people who handle the sound, exactly. the people who handle the videos, yep. the people who do the stage design, the people yep. who sell the tickets, even the people at the door. You feel me? Like there's a lot that, that goes, goes in under it. like underneath that people don't even think about. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, Absolutely. like that's the crazy part. 100%, bro. Yeah, because I know you really be making sure that everything be handled. In, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I know my whole team. Yeah. A lot of people just go with venue crews. Like, I try, I go to venues with my own team. Right. So a person handling, like, tickets, venue may have somebody, but I will have somebody too. Right. And they will be up there with you or somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, the sound tech, lighting tech. Like, we have a thing we don't use. We try not to use in-house. We travel with our own team. Right. And that's why that's part of why our product comes out um, the way it is because, you know, it's just a collective work environment. That's what's up. And, like, even to speak on that, there's probably somebody on your team who doesn't have the exposure, but you know this person is the hardest working yeah. on the team. Like For you, sure. You look at him, you like, nah, we would not be here without him. But Precisely. But he, he don't want the shine. Yeah, That's not what he's there for. Bro, it, bro, you feel what I'm saying? I Like, on my team, it would be my guy, uh, Tavon, and he um, he's my technical director. So, um, lighting, sound, I have a saying that because I understand it, but I still trust his creativity. Right. And when we're at the venue, I, I know sound and lighting, so I can talk to the guys and have them do that. But he handles and he organizes all of that. He makes it a project of his own. He designs the lighting. He tunes the, you know what I'm saying, the audio guy make sure the speakers is tuned. Right. He's like, this is rap. They playing this type of music. We, you know, had the subs here. We do this, that, with that. And just those type of people. Like, uh, yeah, he's he's one of those people in my organization. Like, single-handedly, he shapes, he helps shape my environment. That's so, dope. but those people are so important. Those people often don't get praised, but a lot of those people don't care, you know? Right. You getting the check and you doing what you love, that's what matters. And I thought that was dope because uh, I actually got to the show early, the one that uh, you threw that I pulled up to, and y'all was still doing sound check, getting everything done. Yeah. And I was like, hey, y'all running it up right now, making yeah. sure everything good, making sure it's going to sound right, making sure there ain't going to be no crazy issues. Mm -hmm. That like That's important, you feel me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Thank I also got to ask you, I don't know if anybody else saw this, and I'm not trying to put nobody on blast. Mm -hmm. When the sound cut out while she go turbo... <laughs> was playing she hit the court like i, I watched it but whatever <laughs> <laughs> i just want to make sure motherfuckers know that shit like did, did you see it bro okay bro, she All hit right. the court bro but Let whatever me, gee <laughs> I, I okay so yeah it was i she did she i don't yeah that's what happened i don't think i think i did tell her that oh, oh okay. i told her dj i told one or the other right or whatnot I went and I talked. I talked to the sound engineer. Like you know, I apologize on behalf of me. Him talk. We laughed it off. Right. It ended up being funny because of the auto tune thing. It yeah. was funny as fuck. That's, no, it was funny as hell. Like it was a good moment because you it even was. posted it. You, I did because it was funny. It I was, was in the front row and I saw it and I was like, I was like, hey, she hit that shit. Like, like yeah, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah, me. bro. That I didn't see what happened because yeah. I was in the audience at that moment oh, jamming. Okay. Yeah. There's a whole video of me jamming and then I just stopped and I just started laughing. Yeah, I was in the front row. And yeah. everybody's looking around like, oh shit, what happened? Why the sound go out? And I'm like looking at my homie like, hey bro, you saw that shit? He was like, yeah, That's bro, funny because I was just fucking laughing. <laughs> I'm just like, because she did the thing and I'm just like, man, I ain't even panic. I thought that shit was right. hilarious. No, I thought that shit was funny as fuck. Yeah. That was a cool ass moment in the concert. Like Everybody Appreciate was just like, that. damn. Because it was just a fun thing. And yeah. Mistakes happen. You feel exactly. me? We got to be able to Precisely. work through it and power through it. And that's exactly what happened. But exactly. I was, 
I was dying. Like, I was in the crowd dying because I was front row. I like to be front row at the concert. You feel I me? Too. Yeah. It's like, like you said, mistakes happen, man. Sometimes, you know, if you roll with the punches, it won't hurt so bad. It'll yeah. actually end up. Now we got a funny ass clip. We're going to make it go viral. You posted the clip and I was like, ah, <laughs> shit. Like, that's what's up. They, they having fun with this shit. Yeah, and you see at Crane Shows in the back of that potentially viral clip. Make sure y'all go share that. <laughs> you can definitely see that shit. <laughs> Product placement. Yeah. I made that slide myself right before the show. I sat on my laptop. I mean, the nooks and crannies. That's a proud <laughs> moment. Were y'all at the show? Did y'all get a chance to go? No. Nah, y'all I didn't? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get you to Man, y'all got to be at the next one, bro, because we we really about to see this one up. Y'all got to be at the next one. Nah, for sure. This, one, this next one going to be fire. I'm excited for, for this sure. one. I love Reggie's. Like, that's a dope. The venue that you had the last one at, um, Chop Shop. Chop Shop. Yeah. I'd never been there before, actually. Oh, okay, okay. I, I had been to, um obviously, I've been to, uh, shoot, what's the one right up the street? Is that Shuba's, I believe? Yeah, Shuba's no, Tavern. Subterranean. Subterranean, right. Yeah. Subterranean is right over there. I had been there, and when I walked past, I was like, oh, it's that Subterranean? Mm. And then my homie was like, no, it's like one more block. And I was like, oh, shit, what's this? That was a nice venue. It was. I like that venue. They and it I was like it. A, a restaurant, too. Like they had some food in there. Yeah, I choose my venues a little, like, carefully. I, yeah. like, I like vibes, not just, like venue <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a vibe because even we got there early yeah so at a regular venue if you get there early nigga you got to stand outside exactly but it was still an actual restaurant so we were able to walk in sit down like you know i think my homie ordered some fries like you feel me like we were just dope. in that mud cooling getting ready just setting the vibe that was dope yeah yeah Appreciate that was definitely that. a good choice that was nice venue. Was, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure they killed that they killed that that, yeah. that venue was fire yeah shout out to the shop shop man yeah y'all gonna do more thing. stuff there later maybe um yeah yeah more than likely we'll see we'll Word. see and I know uh, I saw on your Instagram mm-hmm. this week. You said after this next show that comes up, yeah, it's gonna be a while to your next one because you're planning something big. Yeah, you want to give us any sneak peeks as to as to no. what that may be? <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little bit. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You about to throw it's getting festival. big. I got other people involved now, so I got to be respectful of my partners that. and whatnot. So, 100%. nah, as of as of now, all you gonna all you need to know is that um. When you see it, you know, it's grab your ticket and get there. That's okay. all you need to know. Shit, I'm a Something is then. coming. Something is happening. I'm going to be I, there. I will probably do other shows. Like, my shows is ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. So, like, I say, like, I might not, like, do something until, like, end of summer, fall, but I might just be like, fuck it, Christmas show. You just never know. <laughs> I'll be on the same thing. Like, when you're a creator, you just get inspired by shit. Yeah. And you have no choice but, but to, to create. It. You exactly. feel me? Yep. Creators create whether they want to or not. You can yep. be dead tired about to leave the office at night one night and you walking out you like oh shit i just had this idea let me exactly let me hit up this dude and let's let's start working on this let's get this done let's do this and there's nothing you can really do about if you're a creator because you have no option but to just create because it's just what's in you so even though you say hey i might not do a show this long an idea might hit you and you're gonna be like Oh shit! Hold on. That's that's how that's how it happens. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Even the Reggie show. That's how it was. I did not plan on having anything in the fall. Oh, for real? Yeah. At yeah. all. I mean, yeah, no, nah, at all. Even my chop shot show, it got postponed. That was supposed to be in the summer. Yeah, I heard about y'all were talking a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. What, what happened with that? COVID? Um. Yeah, man. So basically, like with Chicago, bro, they just like they changed their COVID regulations and rules every single week like it's ridiculous to be honest it's not consistent and so the week before they was like everybody that enters has to have a vax card Mm -hmm. and i'm just like had i known and they had changed that like in you know eight days to my show you know before my show right and i'm just like had i known that i would have never booked with y'all 
because it's hard enough to sell tickets, let alone when everybody got to have a Vax card. When I know, because I just came from Summer Smash, right? Not everybody is with that Vax card shit. Not everybody is doing it. That's a fact. So I, I, you know what I'm saying. So when I found out, I was like, okay, well, we got to postpone it because I need to relook at this and try to market this in a different way so I could try to have a good outcome. Right. Because I'm not gonna waste everybody's time. That's what's up. Yeah. No, nah, that's true. And it ended up being good though. Like yeah. it still worked out. It I'm was, happy with it. It was a dope show. Yeah. Blessing in disguise. You yeah. never know. And they was at the front door. They were serious about that. Uh, Very. That vaccine shit. Because we real. pulled up and my homie had a COVID test, like a negative test. Yeah. And bro at the door was not letting him in. And it's just, the, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the nature. That's that's where we had it. So, yeah. hey, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, just be flexible, pivot. You right. know what I'm saying? We do, we do virtual shows too. So, you know, another lockdown happened. What is that like? <laughs> Huh? What is that like? I've virtual never shows. I've never been to a virtual show. Um that one, so our virtual shows you watch them online. Okay. So um uh, man, you got to look up the Korean Christmas bash, Okay. Right? Um we got clips from it. You have to go to Cream and have to scroll all the way down. Right. Um, I might post the full like show like I should. <laughs> right. <laughs> post it somewhere. You know, it was it was crazy. So we got we had a lineup of artists. We took them submission base. We went into an empty warehouse. We brought in our LED, our light, and our whole crew. We set up from scratch, and we filmed this show, and there was no audience. You know, okay. it was quarantine. And then we, you know, I edited it myself, actually. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I, you know, um, yeah, I edited it myself, and I basically just directed this live production. And then I um, I had a friend, um, a Coney, and he makes a um, – he has skits that he makes. Mm-hmm. He has a TV show called Type Shit. It's on YouTube. Okay, right. And I took clips from his. I put them in between. I made commercials. I threw, like, sponsors in. And I edited it into an entire program. Wow. And then we aired it on, um, you know, on YouTube, basically. Yeah, man. That's I'm, actually I'm really like, dope. Yeah, yeah. That's hard. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to post that up for people to see. It's, it's The show was, you know, like an hour and a half. But it's it's yeah it's pretty dope. It's something we will do again. That's cool. Yeah, I I definitely want to tune into that. Yeah. That sounds like that sound I send like that cool. I send that to you, bro. If you want to see some clips ASAP, you go to Crane Shows and you you just scroll back to December twenty twenty, and uh, yeah, you'll see all the pictures and clips. Okay, word. I gotta ask you. I talked to all of my creator friends about this. Like this is something serious to me. Yeah. Are you on TikTok, bro? You sleep. I, listen, <laughs> you sleep. Listen. You sleep, bro. Listen. Listen. I'm telling you. Listen. Listen. I will tell you this. I understand what TikTok can do. I damn near. I damn near don't give a fuck about TikTok. But I know I should implement it. So I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna hire somebody to do it for me, bro. Because I understand it's important. <laughs> but I'm not about to do that shit. <laughs> bro, I I'm literally you gonna it's hire not somebody. As hard as you would think, bro. Yeah. You just throw something. But if you gotta hire somebody, you feel to me? To me, bro, Instagram has been so easy to be consistent on. I don't know why. It's just been easy. TikTok, I have tried it. I do have a TikTok. You can okay. follow Cream Shows on right. TikTok. Or Ty J Davis, T Y J D A V I S. Some people got mad stop making TikTok because I made like some really good TikToks. But I just don't have the time to sit and make videos, bro. It's like, one I minute, know. bro. It's only a minute. Uh, it's, no, it's, it's not, bro. You could basically just take something from Instagram, like clip it, and make it a little shorter, and put it on TikTok. I don't and know, be like, man. yo, go follow me on Instagram. Like, yeah. But I am going to hire somebody to do that. Because, you know, just being an owner of Cream, I got, a, I got a lot of hats to wear. That's a so I feel as though if I know and understand what TikTok is and it's just not something I can see myself being consistent in, right. I'd be better off finding somebody who don't have a problem, like, 
doing TikTok all day, but also believes in my vision and want to help out. Right. That's what I'm I'm looking for. I don't try and do everything myself. That's an important thing because yeah. you have to know what you're good at. You have to know what you're passionate Precisely about. Precisely that. Yeah. Precisely that. And if you're not, like, there's no point in spending your time somewhere where you're not passionate because yeah. you're not going to give it the same amount of percent Precisely. as you would in something you're passionate about. So if you find somebody who's passionate about that shit, yep. they give 110% where you may only be able to give 70 because that's all you can even give a fuck about in some exactly. shit that you don't even care about. Exactly so, that. Yeah. I may, I'll be making sure to tell everybody to get on TikTok, though, because that's the way. Bro. For, for sure. Like, I'm, I'm going to put an extra emphasis on, on my TikTok hunt. Yeah. I'm going to put an extra emphasis on it. That shit I, is um, important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fuck with that. Uh, I got one more question for you. Or, sure. I mean, if anybody else got some more questions, but this yeah. is a question that I wanted to ask. Out of all the artists you work with, who are some of your favorites? And, you know, this ain't to say that the ones you don't name aren't fire, but, like, right. who are some of your favorite artists and what made them your favorites? Like, in terms yeah. of, you know, booking shows and doing things like that. Um, even outside of cream and booking shows, I've worked on a lot of shows. Right. Like, having different positions, doing video, doing lighting or whatever. So I work with a lot more artists than I like book. I would say like an artist. I I really like working for Charlie Wilson. Okay. Um, Gucci Mane. I really liked the time I got to work with him because he's just so professional. Okay. It's word. just like it's hard to bring his demographic out and have things go like in a clean order all the time. Right. But he composed himself so professionally. Like I just respect that because we need more black rappers to be professional like him. Right. Um. I would say, um, uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, Frankie Beverly and Maze, just some of the legends, seeing how they work. Uh, man, I got to work with Tiffany Haddish. I really liked her. She was super cool. Her and Marlon Wayans. I got to work with both of them. They, like, um, I mean, they just cool around backstage. And John Witherspoon, before he died, really? I got to, yes, bro. That's he was in. That's dope. Oh, yes, bro. I kid dope. you not. I'm, I sat in catering, and he's tables behind me eating. And they were like, their show rider, they had soul food. So we ended wow. up smashing, and he cool. Him, Mr. Brown from Tyler Perry. Stuff. I like those all comedians. I like them because um, Gabriel Iglesias, who's a fluffy. Yeah. Um. One Those are some of my favorite him. people because the environment, bro, they just chilling. They're not coming in bougie and, you right. know what I'm saying, with their scarves and peacoats. They, <laughs> <Right. just, laughs> they just they just cool. Real people. And they make it a good environment because it's just like, all right, um, we all just trying to come here, have a good time, get the job done, and, you know, go home and continue our lives. That's what's up. And That's dope because a lot of the people who watch our podcast, they're artists, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's good for them to know, like, what type of things – they should convey to make their show go off the greatest because yeah. you don't want to be the type of artist that no one wants to work with because you're just yeah. a dick, you feel me? Yep. Like, you want to be an artist who people want to book not only because you throw great shows mm-hmm. and, like, you have a great stage performance, but because you're easy to work with. Like, yeah. There are definitely times, I don't know if you've been through this before, where people will be like, I don't care how many people he's going to bring in and sell tickets. Oh, yeah. He's just a bad person. Oh, like, I'll, I'll never say names. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Don't, don't say no names. Don't say no names. Bro, there's been people that I'm just like, bruh. Like, there's been times on labor. I will literally fight you. I don't care if you famous. Right, like, it's not even worth <laughs> not, it, bro. I ain't got to that point, but I don't see people just like, bro, we all just here to work for you. Like, why right. like that? <laughs> yeah, see, I, I can't rock with people like that because yeah. we all humans exactly and even if you can make me more money than whoever it's not about the money it ain't worth my peace of mind if ain't you no gonna be out here wilding nah yeah it. yeah yeah nah i've yeah I've, I've worked with some people done like some crazy stuff but nonetheless for the most part that's like a once in a while case 
for the most part, like, um, you know, um, that's important to know for artists to know that being somebody that's like easy to work with and your your protocol is professional and clean and you're not being difficult. Right. There's artists I have seen who have residencies and venues that personally book them and promoters that book them year after year after year after year after year. Right. Crazy ass checks just because they're easy to work with and they consistently bring a crowd, right? Yep. So you look at like like uh, the Horseshoe Casino in Hammond. They bring Boys to Man every year, Kim every year, uh, Lettucey every single year, Charlie Wilson, even heavy metal like Judas Priest. They continuously bring these people back in because when they came through, they was easy to work with and they still keep up with their brand and keep it clean where they can bring in the crowd. And to some people, that's just like money. Like think about this, bro. Right. No probably, gee, some of these people making forty to sixty thousand dollars, sometimes way more than that. Right. But let's say like, um, you know, uh, I'm not gonna say venues. I don't want to throw no numbers of what people make out there. But let's say between forty sixty k, right? Right. And all you gotta do is show up for um about five six hours, do your sound check, do your set. In one night, you get fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. That's smooth. That is what being a professional and being easy to work with and having a good attitude. That's the type of blessings that it can bring you. Charlie right. Wilson has not. He has been putting out music, but you know, to my point, there's people still touring and making music. Right. I mean, and still touring and making big checks per night, not because they still dropping music. Because they got a history of being easy to work with and they got fans that still come see them. I think artists need to look at that perspective when going out to do business. That's what's up. This is actually the last question I got. I don't know if anybody got any after, anything after this. But for a small artist yeah. who wants to get on a concert lineup, who wants to get to that point, mm-hmm. as someone who throws concerts and knows the ins and out, what would be your main tips for them? Yeah, yeah. Um... Just um, be a student of the game. Like, just don't be chilling out thinking, like, you the shit. Right. And the world is just missing out. Like, no, you got to put work in and become a great artist. You ain't just a great artist because you say you are. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you got to put work in. Everybody got to put work in to be like something. I got to put work in. We all do. So, you know, put the work in to um, thrive in the area you want to thrive. If you want to do concerts, then put the work in. Go study. Go right. to concerts and look at it from a different perspective. Watch so many YouTube clips. You feel what I'm saying? That's true. And, you know, start getting on local shows, start learning how to perform, and then start making friends that are in production. Because you're going to actually need people to help you do, you know what I'm saying, get the lighting and the sound and stuff like that. Right. If you really need all that. But the thing is, a lot of people can't access that unless labels are cutting big checks. But just like there's videographers, photographers out there, there's lighting directors and sound techs out there that just want to make a check for the night. Right. That, will, that work with industry people and will still help you do your smaller show just because y'all cool and you pay them. It's, it's the independent mindset that I'm trying to um, teach with Crane through mm-hmm. production. Like, we discovered we didn't need to hire some big company to make music videos. Right. You don't always need to hire a big company to do your production. It is a space where there are young black artists or people in you know in our space, and we're looking for opportunities, too. Right. So dig just dig deeper than just wanting to get on stage with a mic. Dig deeper into the team and what goes behind it. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, that's yeah, I really hope y'all listening and taking away from this. You feel me? Because yeah. like this is important shit. And I, from all the artists who I know are watching this and really are taking a lot away from this, like, I want to thank you for them. You feel me? Because I, and they they gonna hit you up too. You feel me? They gonna hit you up. Oh, and let please, you know, like, please hey, do. They gave me they gave me the tips. Y'all got any other questions or? 
So for Cream, um, the idea is doing shows and like what what is your YouTube presence going to be like? Yeah, so um, it's not just doing shows. So we're going to do events. Um, it's more so a brand. So we can branch out and say like we doing books or, you know, we selling like candy now. Right. I treat it more like a brand. Okay. That's what the hoodie and, you know, like I live by this logo. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I pay to get it put in places. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I you know what I'm saying? I live by the logo. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That answer your question? Yeah, I was just like wondering what more things Cream did. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the events, the merchandise, and it's really so Cream is really just like a stretch of like my ideas as well, right? So if I had the idea to drop like this merch or do like like we did a book bag, we partnered to do a book bag drive, just anything that's, that's out there within the um, music or entertainment community that we can do that's dope and that drives towards the mission. So different um, shows, concerts, events, merchandise. Um, album release parties. We did a Halloween party, and we just just doing all different types of stuff. So it's more so of a brand, not a company with just one thing that we do. Word. We just popping out doing dope shit with the same logo on it. That's what's up, man. That's yes. what's up. Yeah. Is there anything you want to tell the people? Anything you wanna you wanna talk about before we go ahead and get up out of here? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I just want to make an appeal for people to check out Cream. Check me out. Cream shows on Instagram, and you can find my personal Instagram in the bio of that. I feel that it's very important to support independent companies, upcoming people who are um, uh, get into this industry to make uh, content based off morals and you know based off of real people and connections, and not making a machinery like product. You know, so just to support independent companies, and if you're from Chicago. And, you know, you, you feel, you know, it should be a more co cohesive environment. Cream is one of those companies that you should support. We have a great cause. We have the work ethic. We have the talent. And, um, you know, to support Cream is to believe in the future of Chicago and to believe um, that there should be a shift in the change in the way um, multiple things are viewed within our culture. That's what's up, man. That is yeah. That's what's up. I, I rock with that heavy. Like I just rock with your entire brand, the way you carry yourself, For the sure. energy that comes with it. That was originally what caught my attention when we were at the show and you were in the crowd and you were walking around like, yo, I'm the owner of Cream Shows. Like I'm putting this show on. Like, how y'all doing? Everything going good? Yeah. I was like, when, once you walked away, I told my homies, I was like, yo, that was raw. Like that is something that is missing right now. Like people yeah. are so full of themselves in their heads that they like, yo, I'm not. I'm not going to do the groundwork. I'm not about to be walking around with people doing this, doing that. Mm -hmm. I did all this. I'm going to sit up, kick my feet back, and let it rock. But there's still work to be done. Yeah. And I think that that's something that you understand a lot, and it's shown throughout your brand, throughout the way you carry yourself, and it's just it's dope, man. I Appreciate that. that, bro. Thank I rock you with very that. much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but I think we can go ahead and get up out of here unless yeah. anybody else got anything y'all want to say. Hey, man, follow Cream. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. Follow... Uh, we forgot to say follow us. Yeah, so. low key. <laughs> Put so, it on the screen. <laughs> Y'all know the vibes. Go ahead, hit that like, sub, comment, share, all that shit. And make sure you pull up to the next Cream Show if you're in Chicago. And if you're not in Chicago. November 23rd at Reggie's Rock Club. Feel free to go and look up all the artists. Young Zay. We got uh, Fat Boy Golf protagonist. We got Ray Main. 
We got Edwards. Look into all of those artists. These are good artists. These are people that um, they think like I think. They take the craft seriously like I do. So if you fuck with me, you fuck with Cream. These are artists that we chose to go and represent us these nights. So there's many more people who think like me, and they create dope-ass art. And those are the people we put on that show. Reggie's Rock Club. Um, get your tickets. That's what's up, man. At CreamShows.com. You can get your tickets at CreamShows.com. Bet it up, man. And with that, we gonna go ahead and bounce out of here. Thank y'all for rocking with us for another episode. We out. Peace. Peace.